Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Mel K Show. I've been away for a while and I just got back to New York City and I had to jump on right away. I think it's really important that um, I had spent the week in um, uh, traveling across the country. We ended up in Grand Rapids, Michigan with Clay Clark's Reawaken America Tour. I was joined by two amazing people who I have here today who have a lot of information. I know the confusion and the hysteria and the panic and the fear we're all feeling as they move the goalpost on this whole COVID pandemic and now the vaccines and the mandates. And I wanted to jump on right away and get these two amazing people on here to kind of uh, give some clarity, give some insight, tell some truth finally, and uh, kind of pave the way for what we can do and where we're headed. Um, my guests today are uh, lawyer and doctor Thomas Renz, who uh, is representing the American Frontline Doctors and a real hero and champion who is uh, taking the slings and arrows like a, like a true hero out there and an amazing, amazing woman, a doctor and somebody who is uh, fighting the battle on the front lines for we the people and to uh, make sure that we maintain our health sovereignty that is slowly being erod er eradicated in America. Dr. Northrup, uh, Christiane Northrup, an amazing woman. And I'm so grateful to have you both here. I, I just jumped on, jumped out of the car, ran up here. And uh, I really, I'm so grateful. So uh, whoever wants to start first, just kind of tell who you are, how you got in the battle and um, where you think uh, we are now that people need to know. I'll start actually, because I met Tom at the beginning of this and he is a co-counsel on our lawsuit in Maine against the governor and the main CDC and all of the people involved where we are. And Tom Rents came up with the strategy, not that, oh my goodness, we can't litigate against these constitutional violations because it's a state of emergency. What he did is make them prove that there was ever a state of emergency. Wow. I am by trade a board certified OBGYN. I've got three New York Times bestsellers. I've made millions for NPR with eight public television specials three New York Times bestsellers, and uh, now I'm one of the disinformation dozen, um, the people responsible for all of the actual truth on the internet. Right. And I've been canceled by um, just about everyone. I've never said anything different than I've ever said. I've said in every book I've ever written, vaccines are neither 100% safe or 100% effective. Um, my, my fall to grace happened when I testified in March of 2020 against 72 mandated vaccines to go to school in our state of Maine, which at the time had a 95% voluntary vaccination rate. And I just testified that we didn't need it. I used all the peer reviewed literature and then the vicious attacks began. And uh, then I met Pam Popper who started Make Americans Free Again. Right. And uh, she found Tom Rents at one of the Thursday night meetings that she's put together. And, um, and so I met Tom and our co-counsel, Ron Jenkins in Maine, just showed up at my house. And then the two of them have been working together. And um, our guy, Ron, does a lot of the drafting. Tom's out there on the front lines. And I've known that this whole thing was a scam from the very beginning. And then every time I would say something, the fact checkers would tell me how wrong it was using the best people in the world. When they went after Peter McCullough, possibly the most esteemed physician I have ever met, he also wrote the affidavit for our lawsuit. And when Baylor just fired him, a cardiologist who's the editor in chief of numerous medical journals has the most published 
uh, peer-reviewed journal track record of any doctor I've ever met, esteemed cardiologist. He wrote the foreword for uh, The Global Predators, We Are the Prey, along with Peter Bragan, the conscience of psychiatry, who got rid of prefrontal lobotomies. So I met Tom through that, and uh, we got on the warpath as the warriors we are, starting last spring. And uh, I can tell you that this, this recent oh, FDA approval of this Pfizer thing is a scam, and everyone needs to know that. But frankly, everything that, here's what I want everyone to know, and your, your viewers already know that. If it is banned by the mainstream, it's the truth. There's something that I read today from uh, Dr. Zev Zelenko, who had the Z Zelenko protocol last spring that was saving everyone's lives. And he says, follow the commissioners. Scott Got Gottlieb was the former commissioner of the FDA. He resigns and then goes to Pfizer, right. uh, to the Pfizer board of directors. Then Stephen Hahn replaces Gottlieb as the FDA commissioner, eventually resigns. He's now the chief medical officer for Moderna. Janet Woodward, Woodcock wrongly advises Rick Bright that hydroxychloroquine is a dangerous drug requiring an EUA that should be limited only to hospitalized patients. Remember all the relevant data at the time showed that HCQ was extremely effective, but you didn't wait until they were hospitalized. And several months later, Janet Woodcock replaced Stephen Hahn as the commissioner of the FDA and her name went on the pseudo approval of the Pfizer vaccine as of in the last couple of days. And uh, we could go into that later, like what that actually means, but let's turn it over to Tom. Well, uh, you know, I can't really compete with Chris. Uh, <laughs> I'm just a simple lawyer from a small town uh, who has been truly blessed to, to stand on the shoulders of giants. Um, and I mean that. You know, Ron's a brilliant attorney up there in Maine. Uh, I've got people like Chris and a whole slew, Peter McCullough, and yeah. all these people who are just brilliant. They give me all sorts of good information, and I just do what I do, which is fight. Um, I'm, like a, I'm like a little soldier. You just point me in the right direction, and I just start punching, and we keep going until we're done. So uh, that's me. I, you know, I started fighting early on. Yeah. And I, you know, came up with a few ideas that some people think are clever, and have been uh, been doing that ever since. And I've came up with a few more ideas since then. I'm going to probably have a few more coming up. And uh, we're fighting bad guys, right? I mean, they're murdering people. Yeah. They're, they're lying through their teeth. Right. They know that this uh, that these injections are murdering people. They knew that COVID wasn't anywhere near as dangerous as they played. Right. What is dangerous is the number of people that they murdered. Yeah. Right. So how many how many of the two hundred and fifty thousand plus deaths that were on the CDC website listed as COVID deaths, but were listed as with the flu and pneumonia, could have been prevented had the flu and pneumonia been treated. How many of those people were allowed to just lay there and die or given remdesivir to, to create along and then innovate it, even though that isn't what anyone would ever do in a traditional situation for flu or bacterial pneumonia or anything like that? Well, how many of those people were murdered because we didn't want to talk about, you know, that there might be something in the hospital other than COVID. We wanted to drive those numbers up. So we let people die and we're still letting them die. 
And on a daily basis, I deal with phone calls from hospitals all over the country from people saying they won't let me in to see my loved ones. They're giving them remdesivir. They went in with bacterial pneumonia and they're treating them for COVID, which means they're giving them remdesivir and intubating. You know, why, why won't they treat him? Why won't they treat him with antibiotics for bacterial pneumonia? Why, why is it that, uh, you know, instead of following math plus protocols, peer reviewed good working protocols for COVID, that all they do is fill them through full of remdesivir, which kills people, and then intubate them, which kills more people. Why is it that we just do that? So I'm just some guy who doesn't like watching people get murdered. I don't like seeing what I'm seeing. I don't like the freedoms in my country. What happened to my body, my choice? You know, you, Mel, I know you're in New York, right? So, you know, the bastion of my body, my choice. Why right. is it my body, my choice if it comes to killing a fetus, but not to saving yourself? Right. It's my body, my choice if I want to kill an embryo, a fetus. But if I want to avoid taking a risk to my own body by getting an injection, it's not my choice. Are you kidding me? Right. Yeah. Are you kidding Right. No, but no, no, no. We need to trust the science, says Dr. Fauci. You know, Dr. Fauci, who sits on the Gates uh, advisory board that just got that owns a whole bunch of Pfizer that just got approved by Fauci's crew. Yeah, you know that guy, the guy who's whose institute co-owns the Moderna Pat, who gets patted on the back every time he's in the press. You know, Mr. Science himself, Anthony Fauci, who we can't question. I, I just. Yeah. Who I am, I'm a guy you just point in direction, tell me to punch, and I just keep punching. Right. Uh, yeah, like you mentioned, New York. So as I told you guys, um, I just got back after, you know, we're, we're out there with patriots and heroes and, and all of that, that we're all called, we're, something's wrong with us because we love America, we love the truth, we, we want to see our country remain free. Uh, the biggest part about this that scares me the most is... Um, I uh, talk on my show a lot about um, what happened in the Holocaust and people don't really know. First of all, uh, Cuomo, uh, along with all the other uh, governors that were in on upping the numbers by putting sick people in nursing homes uh, to basically up the death toll, uh, he put out a long time ago and it, people really didn't report on it. I did uh, a uh, draft of something that looked like it was setting up FEMA camps uh, quarantine camps that people could be taken to involuntarily if they were deemed a threat by the New York Health Department. And uh, just this week, we found out that um, now all school staff, 150,000, uh, this includes teachers, school nurses, uh, janitors, any administrators that work in schools, bus drivers of 14,000 New York City public schools have mandatory vaccination, no religious exemption, and no, um, no health exemption, and they will not qualify for unemployment if they turn it down. And uh, so again, the people that will be, be teaching your children and have your children basically captive for eight hours a day will agree to do this and think that that's okay. And most likely think that the ones that didn't deserve to be gone. And so now we're just turning into that. Then the mm. next thing that I hear is that school nurses uh, will be allowed to have access to all children's records to check their vaccine status and uh, can recommend um, 
that uh, they they can uh, give calls to the parents. And we're in New York City. How, how much further? I've seen it happen for a year and a half with the brown shirts running around, you know, threatening uh, small businesses and all of that with this nonsense. How long till they're knocking on uh, parents' doors and saying your kid's not uh, vaccinated and taking either them or the kid? I, this is really where we are. And I, I wanted to remind people real quick, uh, in 1938 in Germany, uh, the first way that they segregated the Jews was they said that there was a virus, a, a pan type of pandemic, and that for some reason, you know, it was hitting the Jews. So then they did the first ghetto. And then surprisingly, then it went, then it turned into like a, a catastrophe. And the health department in 1938 Germany said that uh, the health department could remove anyone that was suspected of carrying the virus and put them into hospitals or appropriate holding facilities. And as we all know, those people never returned. So um, where are you uh, guys uh, seeing this? This is, this is insane. I actually wanted to ask Tom this because I read that there was an army ranger whose 12 year old daughter went to school in Ohio, came back with, I think, Columbus, Ohio. She came home, told her dad that her arm was sore and then found out that the teacher or the nurse had inoculated 25 kids. I've yeah. also heard that it's either North or South Carolina where there's a law that they can take your kids to the hospital without parental consent if they're in school. So I'm with Pam Popper at this point, which is, I think she said on a latest podcast, she's helped get 60,000 children out of the public school system right. in South Carolina. And believe me, at this point, getting this shot, which isn't a vaccine, uh, this is to create infertility and uh, chronic disease and death. Um, but I wouldn't send a kid to public school. To me, the public school is the frickin' FEMA camp. It's also the indoctrination camp. Right. It's not safe to send kids to school. And wearing the mask in and it of itself, by the way, we were told, weren't we, all last year, go to your school boards talk to them, get the parents together, sign petitions. Do you know how many eloquent, amazing testimonials there have been from doctors, from parents? Is it making a difference? Absolutely not. So Tom, I'd love you to take that on because I've heard not a single lawsuit about masks have had any, has done anything at all. Well, I'll tell you, the mask thing is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And so let me tell you, If you sit in my seat, the way that this looks is this. I've got a handful of heroes that I work with in terms of attorneys. They are Anna, Ron, Michael. Yeah. They're just true heroes. People who are in this for the cause, Bob and Jonathan. These guys are great people, but there's not enough of us. And there's yeah. starting to be more, but this is not easy stuff, okay? So you can't go into court and concede the facts. You can't go into court and concede to the law. You can't go into Honestly, my first advice for any attorney that's gonna do anything in this is I don't care if the defense says the sky's blue, tell them you don't concede that. I don't care what it is, you gotta fight it. Make them prove it. They don't yeah. have real proof. And if you've got, if they present something that they claim to be real proof, challenge it. You need to dig into it. See, this is tough litigation. This is really tough. And I guess when I started in this, I didn't realize how tough. Um, 
but it's turned out that there's a lot of tough stuff. You have to do your homework. You can't just go into court and say, well, you know, we, the government says that this is what's happening. So we try, have to trust it because it's a government. Well, the government's a bunch of liars. Okay. Yeah. In fact, I've got a case actually testing whether it's okay for the government to lie to everybody. Oh uh, <laughs> well, you guys, uh, I actually, I actually talked about in my in my speech this weekend the Smith Munt Act and and the Obama Kassonstein Eric Holder Smith Munt uh, Modernization Act, where Obama signed an executive order actually telling the uh, intelligence community and. Um, and and the White House that they could, in fact, legally use propaganda on we the people in certain circumstances. And from that day on, we they have been. And then Cass Sonstein, who drafted that whole thing, right after Ob left Obama and went to the World Health Organization. So yes, they Obama made it legal to use propaganda on us in the same level and to the same evil as Goebbels did. So that was done. Why Donald Trump didn't reverse that? I have no idea, but uh, he actually went out of his way to make sure that it was legal. And of course, we know that uh, all the media works with uh, them. So, yeah. The irony, the irony of what you just said is, is amazing to me. Uh, my mentor uh, and I actually have in my possession an unpublished original draft of an unused opening statement for the Goebbels trial. Wow. Um, because my mentor was a Nuremberg prosecutor and one of the greatest men I've ever heard known. Um, he, he told me to fight uh, when I was a younger man. And a lot of people think I'm nuts, but a lot of people thought he was nuts when he was going to Nuremberg. Um, so, you know, uh, I kind of don't care what anybody thinks, but yeah, just some irony there when, and the World War II tie-ins. You know, listen, First of all, I don't really care. As far as I'm concerned, there's a constitutional basis for saying that the government can't lie, okay? <laughs> Particularly in certain circumstances. Um, but that said, they are, and they're doing a lot of other things like this Pfizer thing, right? So the, the approval on this. So, I mean, that wasn't even sort of legal. The, the, no. I just don't even think that you can make the argument. But here's the problem. So I have several cases in the courts. Well, I've got a lot of cases in the courts, but uh, several that I, in particular. So we challenged emergency declaration in New Mexico, and we've been waiting for five months for a ruling on a 12B. That's a procedural ruling. They have no authority to throw it, throw it out. Why are we still waiting? Why? There's no reason for that. I'm waiting, my case where I talked about uh, the honesty issue, well, they didn't even, the, 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 the other side didn't even challenge the honesty question. And I've been waiting for several months for ruling on that too. You know, we need to, I'm very eager to get past these rulings so that we can start getting to discovery. And here's the thing, right? Discovery is all we need. Right. Yeah, this isn't a complicated thing. Everybody likes to tell me that I'm nuts, I'm a liar, I'm this, I'm that. Well, here's the thing. I, here's the instructions. Here's how you discredit me and make me go away. I'm not a big shot, so discredit me. But you can't discredit me by saying I'm stupid or by calling me a greedy monster or whatever. That that isn't going to work because I don't care. You can't hurt my feelings because right. I'm a lawyer. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm some kind of a monster. I accept I'm a monster, right? So you can't hurt my feelings, but you can discredit me. And here's how. Release the raw data. 
let the public look at the raw data. And I will raise the money to have an independent source evaluate the raw data. If we're given the raw data and you allow us to evaluate it, and it turns out that everything I'm saying is wrong, well, guess what? You've discredited me. Right. And then I go away and you win. And hooray, everybody gets Pfizer vaccines until they puke green and their head spins. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's wonderful then, right? But here's the thing. I've been saying this for like, I don't know, a few weeks now. If I'm wrong, just give us the data. Right. Show me. But they won't do it. 12 mechanisms. 12 mechanisms by which the government has the ability to collect data on the vaccine injuries. How many are public? How much information was made public when they approved, sort of, kind of, I guess, this vaccine? Where's the control? Where's the studies? Where's the information? Now, you, now you just, you're telling me it's safe and effective, but then you're hiding all the information. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. You don't have anything to hide. Why are you hiding it? I, I, I don't hide things unless I'm trying to cover something up. I don't know anybody. Why would you go to this much effort? And by the way, it's got to hurt a little bit when you got some moron from Ohio, a little town attorney, nobody, getting on all this news and all these different places saying, hey, you're liars and scumbags. So why aren't you fighting back? If you've got the truth and the data, fight back. Show me. Beat me up. Show me, please. I desperately want a week off. Everybody keeps telling me I'm getting rich off of this. So oh, I want to yeah. use all that filthy money that I'm getting and take a week off and uh, play in my yard, do some yard work or something. That's not, I mean, that would be my big vacation, right? Um, so give me a week off. Discredit me. Give me that raw data. If you can't do it, well, I'm calling you a liar. I am calling you people liars, okay? Prove me wrong. Yeah. It's also yeah. uh, the thing that you're dealing with. This is what all these lawsuits are about. These bogus lawsuits against Mike Lindell, Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood, all these people, you got, I mean, all of this is lawfare. They want you to give up. They want to do, they have the money from the government, our money to fight you. It takes millions of dollars for you to do what you're doing to even stand a chance. And so that this is what they do. They make it, they drag it out and drag it out and drag it out. Because what I heard, and I don't know, Christina, if you can, uh, Christiane, if you can uh, elaborate on what I'm about to say is what I was told by a really good journalist, uh, Ben Fulford, is that they've never isolated this virus. That and is correct. They've never isolated this virus. They could never have made a vaccine for it. That's correct. Not to mention David Martin's thorough thorough investigation of the patents and the patents for all this stuff started in 2000. Uh, so this was all pre-planned. No, they've never isolated the virus. What we believe at this point, and I work with Dr. And also Tom Cowan, who wrote the contagion myth, is it's not so much the virus, it's the other stuff they've added to it. One of the most horrifying being graphene oxide and graphene oxide uh, conducts electricity and it's a poison. And my colleague, Dr. Lawrence Pilevsky, a pediatrician out on Long Island from the very beginning, last January, he said, this is a poison. This is poisoning people. This is not acting like a respiratory virus. And I remember the respiratory um, pulmonologist from a New York hospital desperately making a YouTube video last spring saying, I don't know what's going on here. These people are being poisoned. They act like they have 
high altitude pulmonary edema. They don't act like they've got a respiratory problem. And of course he was demoted immediately and all of the stuff was taken off the internet. I had uh, a huge following and was shadow banned and you know was telling the truth and, and basically comforting people because the other part of the PSYOP in addition to there's no virus um, was you're a racist, you're a white supremacist. This, so this all came in at the same time and uh, was very confusing to people. And even now, you know, Mel, you're a New Yorker. I love New York. I always thought of New York as the place where um, they've got New Yorkers have always had a very acute bullshit detector. Yeah. I'm wondering what is the MK Ultra mind control going out in the airwaves over New York City? I don't know. Right. Right now, right now I'm in Western New York. I'm way out, you know, uh, near Ohio. Right. There's nothing like this going on. There's no masks in the town no. here. People yeah. are respectful. You know, you and I were in Grand Rapids. Like it was a normal town, clean, <laughs> everyone's smiling, no right. masks. I thought, where am I? Yeah. Yeah. And I went to so, Ohio too. I went to Indianapolis. I went to all these Patriot events all over and same thing. And it wasn't just at the events. It was at the place. The one yeah. thing about, um, I'm, I'm very friendly with somebody who, thank God, was saved from M MK Ultra. Her name's Kathy O'Brien. And she's even testified in front of Congress. She was helped end MK Ultra, even though both of us think they never ended it. And half of the Antifa and Black Lives Matter and people they're letting out of the prisons have just uh, been been uh, used for it instead now, instead of people that they kidnap and stuff, which CPS too. But she says uh, one thing that MKUltra always used were masks and that there's something with the masks. It's a big part of the MKUltra conditioning are those masks and the inability to see people speak and have that relationship, but also the oxygen to the brain and all of that. The second thing that I've realized, I wonder what you guys think of this. Um, you've both highly educated. I went to NYU for undergrad and grad. So, you know, I would never admit it now, except for <laughs> to my audience that knows, because now I'm embarrassed <laughs> about it. But I'll tell you right now, uh, what I've learned, though, is my smartest friends, you know, all my life, it was always like, try to go to the Ivy Leagues was like the goal. Yale, Harvard, da, da. and then and then the next level, Stanford or um, or Georgetown or whatever. My friends in New York City that are the most educated have been the most uh, obedient and most zealot. Uh, in, in, crazy about every step of the way, the lockdowns, the masks, the vaccines, they are completely in on it. And even doctors that I know that, you know, are prestigious doctors from Ivy League schools are around it's the same thing. Uh, New York is still, people are here, they're vaccinated. They're wearing two masks, they're wearing gloves, which we know is, is horrible. And, and, and they're shaming other people. There's a tremendous amount of um, going on, at least in New York City of uh, violent hatred and, and anger towards anyone that's not complying uh, with the mask, let alone it's gonna get worse now because you know people are gonna know you're sitting outside because you didn't get vaccinated or whatever and it's gonna get worse like that. And uh, the truth is that, um, yeah, it's very sad just to see New York just fold, but it did. And also I'm in the Screen Actors Guild and the Writers Guild and uh, you can't work as an actor. Unless right. you're vaccinated anymore. No, my daughter's a, yeah, yeah I, my daughter's an actor who graduated from Yale. So yeah. she, she also said the same thing. She thought the people were smart, but they did really dumb things. 
I mean, really dumb things like leave their mail in the mailbox for three days so they wouldn't get a virus from it. Right. Or wash off their groceries. Yeah. Like we have an immune system, people, I think. And those are the intellectuals. So, you know, I, I sent my kids to Ivy League schools and, you know, I like to say now that was probably not a good way to spend half a million dollars. Um, Tell me about it. But, you know, uh, but then there's also the lukewarm Christians. These are an interesting group to me. The ones who are now saying if Jesus walked the the earth right now, he would be taking this vaccine. What happened there? And it isn't just the Christians. Then there's all the spiritual people that uh, I knew, the channelers, the yoga people, the Buddhists. It's like they all forgot that God gave us an immune system. Right. That's yeah. so interesting because I, I used to go to this detox place on an Indian reservation when I lived in California. And w- at the height of the COVID, I just was like, I got to get out of here. I got, I'm going to go there. And I called and they were like masks, all of this social distancing. <laughs> yes. And I kept postponing. And I'm telling you, it's the same thing. So spiritual. And it's like the reservation, and the shamans and the back. And then I called recently because I was like, oh, maybe they no, now Now they want vaccines. And they're all about like going, you know, the alkaline diet and all of this. And it's like, yeah, so let's, yeah, let's inject fetal DNA, graphene oxide, AI fibers, zirconium. Let's just do that. But, but let's make sure we're alkaline. And then here's my favorite. Okay. Which is if we're really spiritual, right? Right. We can, we can alchemize this thing. Well, maybe Jesus could. Right. But I wouldn't try it. I really would not try it. So that's embarrassing. Uh, I, mean, I haven't yeah. met a, a, a Christian that said Jesus was, was perfect health care because they, he, he did things with, with, you know, with the immune system, basically. Like if you read everything that happened and the whole healing thing, he wasn't injecting people with stuff. He was, you know, it was a different way. But even still, yeah, it's very scary. And um, again, I'm, I also have a big issue. And then I'll throw it to Tom uh, with um, the Jews. All right? I can't yes. understand the zealot Jews that are going around. Uh, by the way, I am Jewish. That are going around because <laughs> I get called an anti-Semite when I say. I know. Nice. About nice. Soros or Jews. I know. Yeah. I've always had an issue with liberal Jews. Trust me. But the Jews <laughs> that are lining up for this shot. Yeah. That have zero idea that this is how the concentration camp started and that, you know, it's it's a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and then you're gone. And then yeah. the other thing is we're trusting all these people. There's doctors out there and celebrities and this and that. And they're telling everyone, get the shot, get the shot. They don't know anything that it was the rabbis that gave the names of some of the Jews that that thinking they were going to save themselves. They just went on the trains less. So I don't understand any of these groups, especially the Jewish community in, in New York City, are being zealots about it. And, and to me, it's like nothing. The history doesn't matter. Just listen to your government is, is OK without without your own research. And then on top of that, parents that aren't doing the research and getting their kids injected and then cheer about it on Facebook. They didn't even yeah. look it up. So um, anything, uh, Tom, that you're learning about what parents can do, because this is other than take their kids out of school. And I do hear homeschooling is actually much easier than people think. People think yes, they're going to have to sit there for eight hours, and that's no. not true. No. Right. So we got to educate on that. But in terms of, uh, you know, this parental thing, it was bad enough when they were teaching like LGBTQ to kindergartners down the street at the public school. Yeah. 
and half the books in uh, the public school on my street on 56th Street in Manhattan are uh, from that Kendi guy and BLM and and CRT. But now we have this whole thing. It's like, can parents fight back? Well, I hope so. I mean, I'm going to go back to where you guys were. I saw I'm, I'm one of those those Christian people. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to tell you that, you know, I, I looked through that, that big, thick book that we Christians have a couple of times. And uh, <laughs> I, I might have, I don't want to take anything out of context here, but I think um, instead of wearing masks around sick people and telling them they needed injections, I'm pretty sure he was healing sick people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me too. Right. I, I didn't catch the part about him healing the lepers with a mask on or making them <laughs> wear a mask before they came around. I actually, I, I could be real wrong about this, but I thought there was something about, you know, you know those that want to save their life will lose it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to claim to be a Christian scholar, but, you know, I think if you're saying that Jesus would have supported an experimental vaccine that has had no long-term studies and that has shown to be very dangerous um, in this way, I, I think you might, it's possible that you might just be a moron. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Um, so, and and yeah, here's a here's a newsflash. So I I'm a dad and a husband, along with being one of those terrible Christian people. Uh, my favorite thing in the universe is this whole daddy thing. Uh, I love my boys. I got two little boys. They're eleven and eight. And I'm going to tell you, uh, you want to know what I die for? It's my kids. Yes. In a heartbeat. Yes. It's an interesting thing to me that mo so many parents feel the same way. I would die for my kids, but I'm too lazy to pick up a stinking book and read for them. Um, I'm too lazy to look up <laughs> internet research and say, you know, maybe is there another side? Uh, no, I'm just going to blindly trust my kid's life to yeah, Anthony Fauci, who's, you know, making millions of dollars off of killing people. I mean, I think that's what I'm going to do. It's just mind-blowing to me. And, you know, yeah, there's something you can do. You can fight back. You can say no. So yeah. the number one question I get every minute is, what can I do? My job. What can I do? My kid's school. What can I do? College. What can I do? Well, what you can do is say no. Okay? So the first criteria I have, So I mean, I'm like I said, I'm nobody. I'm sole practitioner. I'm working on hiring someone. I'm pretty excited about that. That'll be a big shot. Um, <laughs> but so as you can imagine, I'm kind of booked up. I don't need a, I'm not really having a lot of room for more clients. Um, first criteria before I'll even talk to you is, are you willing to fight? Yeah. Okay. Don't call me and say, hey, my job is going to fire me if I don't get this. And I, yeah, I'm just not sure whether I'm going to do it or not. I've, I've got 10,000 people waiting who said that they would die before they got this shot. And yes. they're going to fight it till the bitter end. If you're yes. not going to say no, don't call me. I mean, I feel sorry for you that you feel coerced. And guess what? I have been dead broke in my life. Me too. And now I'm a filthy rich lawyer making bazillions of dollars off of causing people pain. But that aside, 
<laughs> By the way, I heard someone say that this is going to cost millions of dollars. I keep waiting for the, uh, the first million to come. I mean, I, I know uh, I'm waiting uh, any day now. But um, you, you've got to fight back. I mean, the first thing before I can, before you trust some schlub in a suit to go argue in a court, you've got to fight back. It's your freedom, for God's sakes. This is your baby's health. The babies who you brought home and you changed their diaper, you're going to not let them experiment on them? Right. Guess what? This has been out for about a year. Now, let me. I'm going to do some math here. And if I was smart enough to do math, I'd be an engineer. I'm a lawyer. So we're going to, you know, give me a minute. I'm going to try this out. If the vaccine's been out for one year and long-term testing would be, you know, 10 to 15 years, I'm thinking that one is not greater than 10 to 15, which to me would mean that they haven't done long-term testing. Again, I don't tell me if my math's bad. Right. So if there's no long-term testing, that means that you're experimenting on your children. Right. You're, you just are. It's bad enough if you're stupid enough to experiment on yourself, but why would you risk poisoning your children? There is a 0% statistical probability of death from COVID-19 for anyone under 30. Zero. Let me add that up again. Zero. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, but let me ask you something. Because uh, I hear people saying that uh, people should quit if they're mandated to get a vaccine to go to work. But I say no. Let them fire you. Shouldn't people let them fire? Because then you actually, then there is a chance to fight back. They did, they broke the law. And eventually, God willing, we will see that day come when there is justice like Nuremberg for some of these people. But what do you advise people? I, I would think you wait and you let them fire you or kick you out or whatever. So in all honesty, when I'm advising someone on this, it, it, the answer is never straightforward. It always depends. It okay. depends on a lot of things. You know, first of all, if I was giving advice, I'd have to do it in Ohio. That's where I'm licensed. But if I, you know, when I'm talking to someone, I get it a lot. What should I do? What should I do? Should I quit? Should I be fired? Well, you know, generally speaking, uh, you know, I can't give it as legal advice, but generally speaking, I generally prefer you say, go ahead, fire me. Right. Um, I'm not doing it. and I'm not quitting. Um, that's not necessarily legal advice because I don't know it. So employment law varies in every state. Right. So I, I, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, saying what's the speed limit on, on main street? Well, what city? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Right. Um, so it changes in every state, but you know, make them fight this. Sue them for wrongful termination. Go ahead, give it a try. And then when they say, well, I had to do it to protect everybody say, okay, this doesn't protect everybody. So what's the real reason? And then make them prove that it protects someone. Yeah. And don't trust the garbage that they'll produce from NIH because NIH is garbage. Now, are you going to win that case? I don't know. I mean, I really don't. It depends. Um, I know I fight like heck for it, but I, you know, I can't say how it's going to work in every court. And I, you know, I can't give advice all over. But what I can do is I can tell you that if you're not willing to fight, no one's going to fight for you. Right. And I'm going to tell you that ultimately, this is, you know, as a lawyer, you think, well, I can go make do some magic with the law, right? Well, I live in Ohio. Mike DeWine, in my opinion, violated more laws than I can count. Yeah. 
I personally think that Mike DeWine is one of the biggest pieces of garbage I've ever seen. In the, I mean, he made the illustrious list of the fabulous four that Fauci knew he could buy off right away. I mean, he is in good company. So, yeah, by the way, he, he wants to run for governor again. Uh, if oh, we my vote God. Him, if we vote for him again in Ohio, I've lost faith in the, the Well, state. that's why all of us know that we need to fix the election now because yeah. we can't afford for 2022 to have, and besides, as we've discussed and all of us have talked about at the events and everything, everyone should be asked, every county in this country should be asking for an audit because the problem isn't Donald Trump, it's the down ballots, it's the judges, the ADs, the sheriffs. If they are not the right people and they are on this communist socialist team of uh, globalist leaders, but uh, bankrolling, whatever, they are, they're the worst because that's our local communities. Those are the people that we should be making sure didn't cheat and can't cheat this time again. And another thing about, about that whole thing is um, I remember I did a show a long time ago on the Good Club, which was a meeting in 2010 between Bill Gates and uh, Warren Buffett, Bloomberg, uh, Soros, the Rockefellers. It was actually held right here at the Rockefeller Institute. Um, a bunch of people from Council of Foreign Relations, some UN people, Oprah, uh, Branson, um, I w Gates was definitely there, um, a couple other people in that crew. And the whole meeting was about overpopulation and the depopulation agenda and that they were all going to dedicate their fortunes to depopulating. And if you fast forward to now, uh, every single one of those people have a hand in the COVID and the entire thing. And uh, like you said earlier, um, this is a uh, depopulation agenda, in my opinion, first with the elderly, I thought it, now with what's going on with the forced injections. But then on top of that, there seems to be a sterilization situation. And when I saw, then they come out and they say, it's perfectly safe for pregnant women. And I'm thinking, oh, how God. do they know? Don't, don't get me started. Even the New England Journal of Medicine put out an article. If you get this injection between the first and the 20th week of pregnancy, there's an 80% miscarriage rate. Our group at mamm.org, Millions Against Medical Mandates, uh, did a study, mycyclestory.com. We were collecting horrendous stories of baby girls with vaginal bleeding just being around grandparents who'd recently had the shot. Um, the, there are substances in that inoculation that are sequestered in the ovaries, something called SM102 containing luciferase that is 64 times more concentrated in the ovaries and the testicles. We have anecdotal reports from fertility clinics. The men who've had the shot have sperm that no longer swim. The women who've had the shot have eggs that will no longer develop into ovaries. So they're doing a very nice job on the depopulation experiment. There are so many miscarriages, like in one little town, you'll find six women who all know each other miscarrying in the same week. So, and, uh, and my profession, you know, the band plays on, they, well, frankly, in my opinion, they shouldn't be, shouldn't have been giving flu and DPT to this all second trimester pregnant women. That started in the nineties and that's horrifying. And then giving all newborns hepatitis B vaccine when the only way you can get that is to have sex with prostitutes or share needles with drug users. And not a lot of newborns are doing that. 
So that contains biopersistent aluminum and a lot of it. So this agenda started long ago. This is just the final kill shot. This is it. Right. Yeah. And are there any lawsuits about uh, the open border during a pandemic? I mean, if we, we all know, but it's like, you know, every, all of these cases are exploding. Yeah, the border's open and you're sending people over. I also heard that they're waiving the, uh, the um, COVID testing for the Afghanistan unvetted people that are flying in here. Most of them are undercover uh, terrorists. If people aren't aware, they're not being vetted. And they also, most of them are also uh, stringent Sharia law followers. But on top of that, they're no threat during the pandemic, apparently. Is anyone calling out this situation? Well, I know Christy Hutchinson, Hutcherson, I met her out in uh, Grand Rapids. She's the founder of Women Fighting for America, WFFA.win. And she is taking women from the border, actually six and seven-year-old girls oh, who are being sex trafficked and finding homes for them. But uh, she reports on the border. There was also an incredible rancher. I'm sure you met him yeah, I know out him. in Grand Rapids. And yeah. uh, but I don't know if there's any lawsuit. He's working, though, with local sheriffs, local right. law enforcement. Yeah. So I think this is going to be one, frankly, on a grassroots bottom up level. Um, Tom, what do you know about that? So I've got more lawsuits that I could file than anybody right. could count. I mean, I, I know I'm going to be suing people for the rest of my life, plus some. And I'm hoping I can find a whole bunch more lawyers to sue a whole bunch more people. Right. Uh, unfortunately, most of the lawyers are better business people than me and want to get paid more. So, you know, I don't know. Um, but, you know, here's the thing. The lawsuits are really important and they're a critical aspect of this. But this has to be lawfare, not lawsuits. OK, yeah. the left or the bad guys or whatever you want to call them, you know, and I hate characterizing anybody at this point, because you know what? I, I've talked to a lot of old blue dog democrats that are better than my republicans oh yeah I mean, oh yeah you know, i mean the the blue you know the, the democrat party of the days of yore i mean they're gone now we got the communist socialist party right. of america but you know the thing about this is is we're gonna keep suing i mean i'm gonna sue everybody that's what i do i just sue people i'm gonna make everybody's life as miserable as possible on this and i'm gonna <laughs> love every minute of it because if you're that bad of a monster that you're worth my time to sue, then I really think you deserve it. Because uh, I don't like suing. I mean, I, I don't want to chase an ambulance. That's too much work. So I don't, yeah, I don't sue you unless it's like something I really, really feel like needs done. But it's not, you got to understand something. If I file a lawsuit, a lawsuit's this. You had a contract with me. We broke it. Uh, you owe me five grand to make me whole. End of the day, we're done, right? That isn't what they do, right? There were lawsuits related to, uh, you know, so these different cases, like, you know, the, where they claim that cops are killing people. Think George Floyd, right? There's going to be lawsuits on that forever, right? But what else did they do? They blew it up in the media. They uneducated people. They lied. They lied and said that this was, a, you know, an epidemic of police brutality and we need to defund the police and then everything will be better. Well, they did defund the police and now everything's worse. So uh, how'd that work for you? By the way, I back the blue. And if you don't like that, get away from me. Um, yep. uh, so here's the thing. We got to do more. The other two parts of lawfare 
our political and uh, public education, right? We've got to put pressure on the politicians, which is just what they do. And we've got to educate people. Not, not what they're saying, because what they're saying is all lies. They spend millions of dollars to educate on a lie. It's a lot easier to educate on the truth. Only reason that, listen, I, magic to my success, every case that, well, why, why are people hearing about you? Well, I don't know, because I tell the truth. How about that? Try that. You know, I mean, because I don't care whether you like the truth. I don't care about being popular. I don't care that I get called names in the media. I just tell the truth. So why does that matter? Well, because it's real, real easy to convince someone of the truth, but the BS detector does go off when you're pushing a lie. They've spent billions of dollars pushing lies. Meanwhile, some hill jack from Ohio is out here telling the truth and ruining the whole show. I mean, it's terrible. So, you know, the problem is, is that the truth is cheap and it spreads. Lies don't. So there's that. Why does that matter? Because more than the courts, more than politics, the one thing the bad guys fear is we the people. Right. Yes. You want to yes. know why I say every question you've asked me. Now, I'm a lawyer who's got more lawsuits than I can count, right? But every time you ask me, what can we do? I say fight. Okay? Why? Because if you aren't fighting, we're not winning. And you, meaning we the people, right? It's not what I do. I'm not special. I keep telling people, everybody keeps it, oh, you're special. Look what you do. No, I'm not. I'm really, really not. Ask my wife. She tells me all the time. I'm kidding. God bless her. Um, but seriously, what do you do? You fight. Yep. And if we fight, if we together, guess what? We're the majority. Yeah. That's what they really don't want us to know. We are the majority. Right. And if we fight together, they fear that. Right. They fear that terribly. So if we fight, we win. And guess yeah. what? If you think that the courts aren't impacted by public opinion, guess what? Judges, they're people. They're, yes. they're normal, real people. If all the judge hears is COVID's killed everybody, everybody's going to die. You think that judge isn't going to try and find a way to make sure that we can stop everybody from dying? Of course he's going to. It's normal. But, you know, that's part of our job, right? So we go to court, I got to educate them. But guess what? So that's my trade, right? That's what I do. Uh, we, I don't even know if I do it well, but it's what I do. We've got Mel. What does Mel do? Well, she's educating. She's communicating. That's her trade. Does that, I mean, everybody's got something that they do well. Yeah. Get your butt off the couch and do it. Right. Quit yep. whining and waiting for someone else to do it. Get up and get active and do it. And don't be afraid to have someone shame you. Oh, you're not wearing a mask. Yes, that's because I'm not an idiot. <laughs> right, because I'm You're healthy, an idiot. Healthy I'm sorry, are, you're yeah. stupid. You think that yeah. a face diaper is going to help prevent a virus. P.S. Did you look at the warning thing on the box that had the mask in it that you bought? The warning label that says this doesn't stop the spread of viruses? I've got a great picture of an N95 mask warning label that says this doesn't stop the spread of COVID. I mean, you're an idiot. You're a blithering idiot. You you just you aren't even trying to look at this. So you can't shame me with your stupidity. And guess what? I don't care what you think. You gotta have the courage to do that. If you live your life in fear of what everybody thinks, 
you're going to get nowhere. And the only way we win this is if we, the people say, I'm tired with stupidity and lies. I'm tired with garbage. I'm going to take a stand and I'm going to do something. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And we're at a point, too, where all three of us have said multiple times, as, as a lot of other people fighting the fight, if they're calling you a conspiracy theorist, probably you're on the right track and all That's these right. fact checking things. But also, again, there are a lot of uh, judges. I don't know. I do a lot uh, or I did. And I'm going to restart again on the Jeffrey Epstein case, which people don't realize how big it is. It is completely connected to all of this, too. He was. Oh, pocket. yeah depopulation guy, eugenics, transhumanism, which people don't even know about yet, but he's part of this as well. And the injections and getting used to injections. And then that down the line, that's always been planned. But uh, another thing about all of that is that a lot of judges are compromised. They are blackmailed. They have one. Jeffrey Epstein made $500 million being probably the most prolific blackmailer on the planet for the Basad, the CIA, and Saudi Arabia, uh, if not others. And his, his cohort, Ghislaine Maxwell's father, did it before him. So there are a lot of judges in America that are very compromised. It was part of his job. And, uh, but there are also a lot of doctors, apparently, who are compromised. And the hard part is, I, like, back to Yale, skull and bones. So I, I, now that I know about Yale, I'm very glad because I wanted to go there, too, like your daughter. And I'm very glad I didn't, even worse. But um, the head of Yale Medical School said that there were no deaths in, in an interview, no deaths from the vaccine. Uh, I saw, like I said, the head of the FDA said, you're not a horse and you're not a cow. You shouldn't be taking ivermectin. It's dangerous for humans. Absolute lie. Uh, So some of these people and then judges like Judge Sullivan or Amy, um, uh, the one that um, Berman, Amy Berman Jackson with um, with Roger Stone, they're persecuting people. They're politically persecuting people, even if they're innocent of the charges. So there's that. And that's why you have to fight because we have to expose that situation because we can't blindly trust people in positions of power. And I think a lot of that's going on. I talk a lot about um, the, uh, I think it was Mark Twain that said, it's easier to con somebody than convince them that they've been conned. So I think we have a lot of people right now that feel like maybe they made a mistake. Obviously they made a mistake if they voted for Biden. But uh, now on top of that, maybe they made a mistake about the vaccine or getting the vaccine for their kids and all of that. I I wanted to see how you felt about the people that probably uh, uh, do have remorse. There's a lot of them. And there's more of them. One of the things that I have to say, I have to get over. There are people who listen to me for a year, every single night. I would do a message on Facebook or Instagram. And now I'm getting letters. Well, I listened to you, but then I did my research and I got the Pfizer. And now I'm dropping things. I'm stumbling. I have no energy. And one woman said, and I had met the man of my dreams and I was have multiple orgasms and we had this incredible sex life. And now I feel nothing because part of this agenda, everybody, is to take away your life force, take away your life force. Um, you're the only one who will listen to me. The doctors will think I'm crazy if I go in for that. Uh, I go in to tell them what's happening to me. Can you help me? And the first thing I want to say to her is, well, I, you know, I guess I won't make public what I want to say, except that what I tell people 
as I say, okay, the first thing you need to do is you need to have genuine repentance Gen in, the, in the right word. You are not an idiot. You are not a sinful creature, but you missed the mark. That's what sin means. You missed the mark. You need to get down on your knees and I'm deadly serious. You need to get down on your knees and you need to repent and you need to ask God for help because you did this out of fear. You've been worshiping false idols and now you need to ask God for help. Then and only then is there any chance for you to get better. Do I believe that people can get better? Absolutely, because God is large and in charge. But you have got to remember that it is the divine breath of God that enlivens your body. And every one of these people in this uh, depopulation agenda is an atheist. They wanna right. be God. That's why they are connecting right. biology with artificial intelligence. And now I just saw a robot you know, meet Maggie, the healthcare robot. They actually don't care if there aren't going to be any nurses in hospitals or any doctors because they've got all these robots that are going to come in. And frankly, a lot of doctors that I know now are already robots, right? They're not, they're not thinking for themselves. They all work for the hospital systems. When I was in there doing surgery and all of that, most of us were still in our own offices, we went into the hospital for deliveries or surgery. I was talking to Dr. Lee Merritt. She said, that's no longer the case. They're all working for big hospitals. The hospital administrator paid bazillions by big pharma determines what the diagnoses are that you can use and what the drugs are that you can use, which is why in, for instance, Sarasota General, that CEO was paid $12 million for this new COVID protocol which includes remdesivir that gives everyone renal failure. Then they get right-sided heart failure. They get lungs filled up and they die. That's what's happening. So we need to like PDQ, get a bunch of clinics completely outside of this system where we can really help people. And by the way, massive doses of vitamin C cures just about anything, <laughs> but that's cheap. We can't have that, my God. And it's not patentable. Everyone needs to remember the Rockefeller Foundation, 1910 Flexner Report, went after every natural medical school, herbology, homeopathic, you name it, they shut it down. They invented the word quack. They started the American Medical Association. Then when all the people started to get sick from all their drugs, they started the American Cancer Society. I mean, this history is, it's long yeah. and it's sorted, okay? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and Gates is one is a Rockefeller and his father started Planned Parenthood. You know, people oh, don't realize God. that Gates's father financed Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood, which their whole goal was to uh, the same goal. Listen, I've looked a lot into uh, the goals of the, the Third Reich, which was very much about depopulation. The Jews were first. They were going into all the Slavic nations right after that. So, you know, it was it was not. It's this, and honestly, I talk about it a lot. This is a different conversation, but it's the same people, <laughs> you know. It's I always, always the talk same about people. It. it is, and I want people to know, though, that really God is large and in charge. And there's right. a thing you need to do. This is important. You must, as as Tom says, you must fight. But here's the way you fight: it's David and Goliath. Right. You fight by saying, I, "No, I will not do this," and only then, and you got to mean it, and only then. Will God come in 
and and show you how to do it. But God will not work for you if you're being wishy-washy. Well, well, I'll get it. And maybe I'll just, you know, I want to travel to Indonesia. So I'll get the vaccine passport. When you do that, you don't get God. You don't get that was the test. But the minute you say, I'm not doing it. And I have enough faith that God is going to help me out. This has to be a relationship. I'm not talking religion. I'm talking about a living relationship with our higher power, the divinity that comes through us and keeps our heart beating. Right. Your heart isn't beating because you got because you're up to date on your adult vaccines. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, and people have to know because you brought it up, and then I'll, I'll throw it to Tom, and we'll wrap it up soon. But uh, hopefully, you guys will come back. People need to know that that passport that they're downloading that, uh, you know, in New York, I got the thing in the, in the internet. Um, it said that you had to put in your vaccine code, your new code, your birthday, your address, all your information, and you would get a QR code from the Excelsior Pass from the city. And when I looked into who created the Excelsior Pass, there's a whole bunch of, you know, companies, you know, then you go underneath those companies and look at, because those are shell companies, you go yeah. underneath and then you go another layer and you're going to find the World Economic Forum, the NIH, Apple, Microsoft, uh, and a bunch of George Soros NGOs who really created this. But on top of that, people that are watching need to know when you download that thing, there's about seven companies, uh, it tech companies, high tech companies, including a lot of government agencies and NGOs that get your data. And uh, that's the same thing with remote homeschooling for your kids. If your kids are being remote homeschooled, there is a dossier that all of these same people have on your child. Uh, this is the beginning of the fourth industrial revolution, World Economic Forum, Track and Trace, written by the same people who wrote COVID-19, The Great Reset. So again, people have to really also watch out that Track and Trace, those Track and Trace apps aren't to store your information. They're to surveil you in every yeah. way possible without your permission. And from, from now on, forever. <laughs> so, you know, another thing people have to watch out for. So, uh, Tom, also about privacy and HIPAA and all of that, all out the window. I can't wait to sue everybody on privacy. I can't wait. That one's good. I just, I'm going to sue and sue and sue. I just am so excited. I couldn't be more happy to sue these people. I'm going to tell you... Uh, in all seriousness, what Chris said was actually very meaningful to me. So when I started this, um, I prayed because you know, I knew what I was looking at and I knew that everybody's gonna think I was nuts. Yeah. And I said, listen, if you, uh, if you wanna give me a shot, big man, I'll, I'll do my best to do it the best way I can. And I've tried ever since. I'm, I'm a failure as a Christian like we all are, but I've tried my best. And I've tried very hard. And when I quit worrying about, uh, I had a, I have a reporter trying to do a hit piece on me. Well, I've got 50 of them, but I got one in particular yeah. trying really hard to do a hit piece on me right now. And I want to know, you know, I, uh, well, you, you seem to be getting a lot of following. Said, no, I'm not. It's nothing that I'm doing. You don't, what he doesn't understand is it's all the big man. Right. Yes. I'm just, doing, I'm just trying to do what he said. And people are paying attention because of that. I, I'm not, I, I, like I said, I'm some schlub from Fremont. You know, who cares? So, uh, yeah, I just, I, that's not a big deal. Um, who I am, what matters was that I was willing to trust. Yes. And you know what? 
I give credit where it's due, and that's why he keeps giving me a pat on the head now and then. Uh, and then has me do more work, which I'm ho hoping he pats me on the head with a vacation. But <laughs> so we that's really critical. And I hope people will understand. Take the leap and have faith. That's not going to be easy. Yep. And don't think just because you say, you know what, I'm going to trust him, so I'm going to be rich and famous. No, no, no. that's no. not how it works. No, that is not how it works. And that's it's a curse for those sincere. who don't know. There's nothing, that's not a good thing when, it, when nope. it comes from the outside. The only person you should be worrying about uh, thinking that you're a good person is, is God, in my opinion, it's, at this point. This is a battle yeah. between good and evil in every sense of the word. It's got to be sincere. It's got to be a true thing between you and God and no one else. Now, I'm going to tell you, you know, you guys talk about the tracking. You don't understand. Now, here's... People don't understand what and how much they have on you. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's so much more than what people realize, and it's terrifying. And it, people should be concerned about this. But I'm going to tell you that voluntarily giving it up on something like this—I uh, don't care. Listen, you could be pro-vaccine. Yeah. I don't care if you're pro-vax. The idea of giving up that level of privacy, I mean, why would you ever do that? That should be an absolute non-start for anyone, regardless of anything. Right. It is absolutely without question. Right. You've got to say no on that. You've got to fight against that. That is never acceptable. I don't care if it is inconvenient that you can't go to your favorite restaurant. Oh, God forbid. God forbid. You know? My grandpa is out fighting World War II, my great uncles. I mean, I'm pretty sure the, the people, the guys storming the beaches, World War II, weren't worried about their favorite restaurant. I mean, uh, you, right. sometimes you just got to give up something and take a stand. So that's a critical issue. I don't care. Even if you think I'm totally nuts, take a stand on the privacy thing, for God's sakes. Right. And, yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's absolutely shocking to me that people are so willing. And again, you said about the, the parents uh, that you're as a parent, you know, people that are aren't realizing the um, it's it's Cisco, it's it's Microsoft, it's Google, it's all their different Google companies. It's a bunch of Chinese companies that are doing the remote learning, the remote homeschooling. They are Eric Schmidt, all these people that believe in AI and transhumanism are the same people that are, are claiming to be educating your kids from home because a virus is too dangerous to go into school. That's not what it's about. It's about starting dossiers. And like you're saying, the next step is gonna be uh, preemptive arrests for people that might be domestic terrorists or might commit crimes. It, it's just gonna, we gotta just keep fighting, but anyone that's downloading it, it's hard to, it's hard to understand. Well, think what you just said, right? I mean, so like you just talked about, you know, the Jews and, and World War II. Right. I mean, you you know, you get a number tattooed on you or right. you get a QR code that follows you forever. Right. I mean, I, I, do you really want that? Do you really want to be a number? Yeah. I mean, that's just sick. And scary enough, IBM was the ones who did it in Germany and are all involved in it now again. So, you know, it's, it's the same cabal the, to the same ends, but there wasn't, there weren't as many people, there was no internet, which is working against them, but also um, there's a lot more people fighting back and, and uh, we lost the doctor, but we'll get her back sometime. 
But um, I wanted you to tell people how they can help you, where they can find you. Um, it's, it's a big undertaking. It costs a lot of money. It's not about making money. Uh, it's, so, it's so much money to go get up against the government. People don't understand. And uh, so how can people help you, support you? How can they find you? Please, rens-law.com. It's R-E-N-Z-law.com. Rens-law.com. Um, please follow us. We're on Cloud Hub. Um, okay. I don't know. I think I've got other social media, but I don't really ever look at it too much. <laughs> we'll get um, it all. We'll put it in the description box. But yeah. um, I hope more lawyers are inspired after hearing you. You know how many people ended up not practicing law because it was so corrupt and, and the judges were so compromised and all of that. But they loved the law. And uh, they, people can get back involved now. When I was talking to General Flynn, he said, find the right lawyer. If you can't find the right lawyer, represent yourself. I know that's not like the best thing to say, but honestly, we got to fight back. And, and that's, the, that's the way to fight back is to force them into uh, discovery because yes, that is the key, right? Yes, it is. You know, ultimately, you got to ask yourself why they're fighting so hard against discovery. Right. I mean, listen, this goes back to what I said earlier, right? You got nothing to hide. Why are you hiding it? Right. Everywhere you look, hide, 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 hide. I mean, even Fauci's emails, they to redact everything. <laughs> what, do, what do they need to redact from Fauci? Right. I mean, isn't, what, what about COVID shouldn't be public information? If this is the most dangerous thing in the universe and everybody and their brothers died three times from it, shouldn't we know? Yeah. I mean, shouldn't they I be forthcoming? And, and the moving of the goalposts and everything, it's more evidence that it's not what, what they're saying. Because you don't have to change it every day. Like you said, the truth lasts. It doesn't change every, every three days. And at this point, they're causing people to, be, to mentally break down even more than physically. And that's causing more physical illness. So it, it's just a cycle and we have to stand up. Thank you so much, um, Tom. You are an amazing guy. Everyone that I speak to has told me for a long time that I had to find you and track you down. I didn't know that you guys met through Pam Popper, who was on my show about a year ago, and is also an amazing human fighting yeah. the good fight. And uh, I hope you'll come back. I'll put all your info below. Uh, good luck on all the battles. I know God is definitely on your side, and uh, you are um, a real hero. And thank you for joining me today. Well, it's an honor, and I hope you'll have me back. Well, I'll have you back anytime. <laughs> Please. We got we to gotta stick together. And like you said, we're the majority. And if we're the voices out there braving it for people that don't feel that they can, well, uh, some, some will see this show and think, you know what? I want to do something. I want to get out there because that's more like it. We're just normal people who love our families and God and country and um, justice and truth. And uh, there's a lot more of us. And I encourage anyone to get out there and do the same thing. Either of us are. You don't have to be a lawyer or somebody that has, you know, has the ability to jump on a podcast and speak. You can do a million different things. So uh, hopefully this will inspire some people to get involved. Please uh, go to Tom's website and uh, see how you can help out. The description will be in the, um, the uh, address will be in the description box with his uh, social media. Same with uh, Dr. Christiane. All of her stuff will be down there too. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks.